welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on Sartre Board Games. I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 177. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the city on the right, and it was the city on the left. Hey Julius, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well, Albert. Excellent. Excellent. Um, has been an exciting week. No more exciting than any other week this year. <laughs> and I guess that's good. <laughs> I don't know, Albert. Here. I feel very between certain things today. <laughs> Can't make up your mind. I don't know. It feels like I'm right on the border or something. Really? Yeah. You could go left. You could go right. You could go either way. Who knows? Major things just growing up all around me. Hmm. Yeah. Surrounded my monuments. <laughs> Truly flush with structures. Mm-hmm. That's that's a problem I often have. <laughs> I'm often flush with structures. So Albert, let us begin the draft phase and move straight on. Then, what are we <laughs> talking right. about today? Today we're talking about the game between two cities from Stonemeyer Games. Between two cities from Stonemeyer Games. Mm-hmm. I see. This is a slightly older game. I think it came out in 2015. It is designed by Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley. And it, wait, no, this is Between Two Castles. Sorry, hang on. Between Two Cities. There we go. Delete. It was designed by Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley anyway. <laughs> and it came out in 2015. So, yeah, so this is a this is a neat little game. It's from Stonemeyer Games. They make really nice looking games with neat components and, and unique and clever ideas all the time, I think. And the nice bonus is all their games support solitaire play. I don't think they have a single one that doesn't. None of none to my knowledge. Well, I think they make that a part of their thing as much as mm-hmm. possible. Yes, yeah, it seems like it. I think the fact that they have Morton Pedersen on their team is probably a main reason why. Yeah, and and he he comes and designs Aldamas for every every game they have, and and they're all a little different, and and they have different feels and play very different, which is kind of neat. Um, it's not like like I, I almost think, oh, the same guy's designing the, the solitaire game. It's going to be the same every for every single game, but not at all. Surprisingly unique and different. But anyway, so this game, Between Two Cities, is interesting because it's a city-building game. It's a tiling game, and you're laying tiles to make your city um, to be the most prosperous score point-scoring city in the world. Um, sounds simple enough and straightforward. However, this game is a little bit quirky in that every player is building two cities, and you're sitting, you have one on your left and one on your right, and and so you share the city with each player, with a player on each side of you, right? So if it's a five-player game, you and the person to your left share one city, you and the person on your right share a different city, and then each of those people share another city with another player, and so on. And and so it's just a neat idea. Um, it makes it interesting because when you're playing, you kind of got to like figure out what the other person's going to do and, and hope they do really well, but not too well. Cause in the end you got to have the highest points and all that. So that's, that's what this game is about basically in a, in a really brief nutshell, toweling game, toweling game of scoring points and building cities. Hello, Keith. And uh, care to in, add anything to that, Julius? I don't think so. I think that's a great summary. All right. Let's move straight into it. All right. Who's next? components i don't have components okay um so i already talked about the components you you get a little bit you get a lot of tiles in this game um 
for all the city tiles because it's a tile laying game. Mm-hmm. Besides that, you get a board, um, some cards, and meeples. Oh, cat! <laughs> this poor cat. Yeah, um, in the meeples, you get a little city, <laughs> little city buildings, little monuments, landmarks from famous cities around the world. Um, and it's neat. You get two of each monument because you have two different cities, and you're gonna score each one separately when you get to that part of the game. And so that's kind of neat. Um, really, the main component of the tiles. What do you mm-hmm. mean you have two of each city? No, you ha- did I say two of each? I mean, you, you have two of each monument so that when you score your cities, you put one in each of your cities. So, Or you score one. No. You use one monument per city. Yes, I do. Yes, you use one monument per city, but one monument goes on the city and one goes on the score track. Okay. You could do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've always done it differently. I've always scored one city and put my monument on on the score track for wherever that score ended. And then I use the other monument to score the other city. I'm not sure if we're not saying different things here, but okay. We're jumping to the end anyway, and it's honestly not all that important. So we shouldn't like spend the rest of the show arguing about how to score the game. <laughs> um, Just the listeners, Albert the- is wrong, whatever it is that he's saying, but we're going to move on. That's true. I usually, I usually am, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the important thing here, though, honestly, is the tiles, right? You, you get a bunch of tiles, and there's um, in the base game, there's six different tiles um, that represent different districts in a the city. There's entertainment district, like food and music and that sort of thing. There's um, factories. There's commercial districts. There's residential districts. There's parks. And there is business districts. And and so you're placing the tiles on the board, trying to maximize the points that they score. Um, each type of district scores a little bit differently. So the way you place them depends on what kind of districts you have. And the game is really basically about drawing tiles and placing them on the cities. I'm, and I'm kind of jumping forward here. But I was describing the tiles. right? So, so you have the d- six different regions I mentioned. And they each score differently. And the tile shows you in the bottom how they score. It, it isn't clear the first time you play what the little symbols on the bottom mean, but once you've played once or twice, you've got it. it it's not complicated at all. Well, I think that is part of the gameplay discussion. And mm-hmm. there is there is the card that gives a better discussion for what each of those things do. The mm-hmm. symbols are, are almost arcane to work out what they mean. So you just simply have to use those. Really, you only want to be using those as a reference when you're holding a tile in your hand so that you don't have to keep looking at the card. And they're good enough for that purpose. If you already know what it's supposed to be, it can remind you of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you That's don't right. know what it is, there is no way you're going to understand it. <laughs> no. Right. But but once when, when when somebody explains it to you and you look at the symbols, you say, oh, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Now, if you put the game away and don't play it for a few months or a couple years like me, you pull it back out. You're not going to have any idea what it means again, but it, you know, it doesn't take long to figure it out. Once again, Albert, I complain that's because you're old and I don't have such a problem remembering such things. <laughs> One day, hang on a second. Can you come get out of here? Oh, hey dog. <laughs> Bye cat. Go, 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 go. See you. Okay. I traded my dog, my cat for my dog. One of them will probably not attack you less. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so... Was it, where was I? So, yeah, so you also mentioned one of the components of cards, right? There's actually a bunch of cards for the multiplayer game, really just the scoring cards. I think all the other 
And well, there's also the seating the seating order randomizer cards because seating order is very important. In this one, I think there has been a very rare occasion where I have actually used the seating order randomizer cards because, in all honesty, if you're playing multiplayer, it is extremely important that you alternate um, new players and old players because you want the old play because this is a game where you're essentially working together and you are building both the city with the player on your left and with the player on your right both of you are going to be adding to it and if you have just all the new players on one side of the table all the the cities on that side of the table just will not turn out as nice or as high points as the cities with the experienced players that's why it's important to always make sure you're evening that out which means Mm -hmm. that whenever we're playing well i if I'm whenever I was going out, um, but when we were going out to play with game groups and things like that, there would usually be one or two new people in the game, and so we would want to seat those people at opposite ends of the table. At that point in time, we just randomized it after that. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and one of the thing, reasons it matters we didn't mention it is because when you score your two cities, your final score is the lower of the two numbers. Right, so if you have two bad people next to each other, they're going to get a really low score in that sitting, or they're more likely to get a bad score, and therefore just lose the game. Right, so the other cards that come in this game now are the parts we care about really in this podcast. These are the solo components for the game, the the automa deck and three cards that you just use to remind you which city is which player. There's one for you that says on the card it just says me, one for automaso and one for automarta. The the two automas that play against you. Um, and and so that's basically a clue of how the solitaire game works. You, you're still playing a three-player game, just your two opponents are automas. Um, that's it for the components. That and, and the two rule books, right? The main rule book and then the solitaire variant rule book. And I feel like this solves all your problems with ever complaining that you want to have a specific solo <laughs> rules. No, not all the problems. <laughs> you still have to learn the multiplayer game first before before you jump into the solo one because it just shows it just tells you how to manage the, the bot. Sorry for the You're never, yeah. never happy. Never. Nope. Nope. Because I'm a crotchety old guy. Ah. <laughs> so my copy has one more component in it. It is a nice bag to draw tiles from. Oh, I find that critical. Whenever I play the game, I throw all the tiles in the bag and then just pass that around to draw tiles. We're if it's just me playing it, just pass it around to me. The rules just say you, you play them face down in the box lid and shuffle them that way. That's what we do. Which works fine, too. Yeah, it works fine, too. But I like the I bag. Mean, I just the reason why I wouldn't a use bag. a bag is because I would not want someone to accidentally pull out of a bag and reveal their tiles to someone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that could happen. That That's true. That's just me. Um, though th- in that multiplayer game, everybody's going to see the tiles eventually. We haven't gotten about that, right? We haven't True, got to it. it's but they a, don't want to see them yet. No, yeah. It's a drafting game in that you're going to have a hand of tiles. This is in the multiplayer game. You will then choose one tile for your city on the left and one for city on the right, and then pass the rest of your hand to the to the next player. And so the, the set of tiles that everybody has, and everybody's playing simultaneously. So the person to your left, to your right, passes the tiles to you on the left, and you pass it to your left, uh, your your hand to the left. So everybody's playing at the same time with a different set, and everybody eventually sees all the same tiles, or whatever's left of it, I should say. But I do want to say that 
uh, mm-hmm. discussing some of the components because I know you moved through it. Discussing the tiles for a moment. Um, it is interesting to note that the tiles actually have unique art on the different, um, on all the different tiles so that there are small distinguishing factors between them. Um, I, I do think that adds a little something to it, even if the details are small, especially when you play a number of times, I think it does just make it look nice. The fact that there's that nice little touch to each of the tiles. So you're saying that like for every residential house is slightly different. There are slight differences. Yes. I had never noticed that. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. Look at that now. There, there are small changes between the different tiles. Yes. That is neat. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's gonna make the game so much more fun now when I play. <laughs> it's definitely a nice thing to look at. It doesn't really matter that much because like they're all identical. There are six identical buildings, and they keep coming out. This is not like Castles of Burgundy, for example, where something's unique. They're all identical. Mm. You're gonna get copies of it over and over again, which is good. That that helps make sure once you understand the six different ones, you understand exactly how the game is gonna work. That's fine. That's fun. But I do like that extra touch they brought to it. It's just something nice that adds it. When we're talking about a game that, you know, otherwise would have very repetitive art, adding something to be more unique and dynamic to it gives it just a little bit of extra shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, discussing another that's aspect of quality components are the building tiles, the sit uh, what do they call them the city tiles the monument tiles excuse me mm-hmm. uh the monument tiles um the base game comes with 14 and i know that they've had other ones um over the course of their kickstarters and other promos that have come out sorry yes um the 14 city organs i know mm-hmm. that they have had other ones come out and so there have been other ones that come through they look really nice they are very pretty and i have seen players who are like i want that specific one because i really like how mm-hmm. that looks when you have people who want something that makes no difference otherwise they could just spend a simple colored disc if they wanted to do something low quality again this is another nice thing that you know, for me, when the, when something looks nice, it's more fun to have it on the table. Yep, that's that's right. Yeah, the, I, I love the little building meeples. I, I always pick which which uh, monument I want to control and, and then decide that's the city I'm building. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite being uh, Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. So usually I'm playing in Barcelona. Barcelona <laughs> left and Barcelona right. Where are we? And I was t- my, the, we haven't talked about it. There's an expansion and the expansion rule book in the back. It has a picture of all the monuments that they have made. Um, so you could, and it'll tell you what city they are and what the monument is exactly. Do you and own the expansion? There is, mm-hmm, I do. I do own oh, the expansion. Okay. One of the monuments is actually for, um, who is it? It's for a local publisher, uh, Tantrum House. And they also do videos. They're, they're nearby in the city of Greer. Um, and I told my wife, oh, look, here's all these monuments. There's Spain, you know, San Francisco, New York City, and Greer. <laughs> Which <laughs> she thought I was making that up because that made no sense whatsoever, but I did appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so okay, we've talked about the components plenty. the The rule book, uh, the rule book is, I mean, it's, it's well done. It's pretty clear. That it's a it's a skinny book. There's not a lot to it. I think it's eight pages probably. Yeah. Only Plus, eight I already pages. mentioned there's the solo rule book. That's uh, I think that's another four pages. Mm-hmm. Um. Hang on, dog. Yeah, dog. You done? Bye. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I don't know that I have a whole lot to say about the rule book. It, it's well done. It's easy to understand and, and clear. Yeah, I think so. Do you have anything you want to add? Okay. I don't think so. I think that the game. I, I think that again, it's the tiles that are arcane. The rule book, otherwise, it's perfectly clear for how to play the game. I think. Gameplay. Okay. We've talked about gameplay already. I, I like the gameplay. Um, okay, specifically about the solitaire gameplay, I want might as well just jump into that. There's actually two modes of solitaire game. Or wait, do we really want to jump in that first? No. <laughs> Maybe not. But I wasn't yeah. gonna argue with okay. you until you questioned yourself. <laughs> so <laughs> so the gameplay. I like the gameplay. I like the the simultaneous uh turn stuff because that always goes so quickly. Um, you know, so so you have two players, five players, seven players, it doesn't matter. Everybody's just going to choose two tiles and pass their hand to the next player. Um, so it, it's pretty quick game, and I like that about it. Mm-hmm. the The gameplay in general reminds me of other games. It's your it's your basic you know lay a tile trying to find the best spot to to score it based on the other similar tiles around it. Um, for example, Limes is is a game that's similar to that more or less. Where there's an older game from Z Man called um, Cities. Similar theme, where you're just laying tiles and trying to score them as best as you can. It's a, it's a traditional tile laying puzzliness game, where everybody's sure. working simultaneously to get the best score. But now talking about this game, <laughs> no, <laughs> but but so that's what that's what I think about the gameplay. It feels a lot like those games. If you're familiar with those games, I think you'll you'll get a good sense of how how the gameplay feels here. I think that one of the most unique aspects of the game, one thing that I really enjoy about it, you're you're focusing very much on the idea of it being simultaneous play. There's a lot of games which have simultaneous play. Something that mm-hmm. I think is really unique to the game is the fact that you have a partner that you're working with. You're not doing something by yourself. This is, you know, many games we talk about doing your own thing. It could have been a multiplayer solitaire game. It could have been that you are building your own city based on what you draft. But it's very much not that. It is not you're drafting by yourself. You're drafting with the players to your right and left. So you have to be consciously aware of what it is that they're doing, how it is that they're playing, and trying to you know not not steal cards that they may want, and make sure that you're passing cards that they may want because you can see all of their tiles. So like for example, there's been a lot of times when I'm playing the game and I'm looking at the tiles that I have. I'm like this player would really love to have another red tile on their board so i'm going to make sure that i'm leaving this one in and then while i'm doing that they have already drafted a blue tile in the slot of my space i'm like well i wish i would have taken that red tile before i passed it but never mind now there it goes Mm -hmm. so i mean it's just the way of things sometimes but it has that cooperative play where where it's it's almost like a game of bridge right where you're you're trying to do what you're your partner is doing, but I mean, it's not cooperative. It's not cooperative because it's you don't not have a partner. But you're building cooperative with one city with each player on each side. So in a way, you want to work together and get those both both those cities really high. You have partner. to the way to win, but you also want to beat them, right? The way to win is again, you score the lesser of your two cities is the one that counts for the end of the game. So that means that you want to have both of your cities scoring high which means that you have to team with everyone else, but you don't want one of those other players to be the one that also scored high, like two seats away from you. It's, it's a very difficult thing to do because 
again, this is another thing that's happened to me before. I pass someone a tile I want them to take. They grab it, but they put it on their other city, helping them, but not me. And <laughs> Girl, that, they're not supposed to do that. No, they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> exactly. You can't talk when you're doing the drafting rounds. They're just supposed to do them. But it it happens. It's... It's yeah. fun when that happens. Part of that, that is the game. The game is not about the drafting. The game is not about the simultaneous play. Those are things that add to it. What I think is the most interesting part of the game is the fact that you're teaming up with your partners to the right and the left, trying to work together and coordinate something with them to try and build a whole structure. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, yeah. That, that's definitely true in the multiplayer game. Definitely true in the multiplayer oh. game. You're not going to get so much of that in the solitaire game. Less so. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to talk All about right. the solitaire game? Okay, so, so let's talk about the solitaire game. So one thing that's neat about this is, this game in terms of solitaire is there's two ways to play. There's a simple mode and a full mode. Um, in the simple mode, you're basically just drawing the tiles and playing them in the city, and, and that's all you're doing. Pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. You, you still have two oppon- opponents, the automas, and they have a city, but their their city you don't actually uh, have to position the tiles anyway. You just place it, and it's going to score those as best as it can, as if it had been laid in an optimal position. You don't have to worry at all about laying it for them. All you're doing is drawing a tile randomly for each city for your two cities, and then drawing three tiles that you get to choose which two you lay and which one goes to the Automa's city. Um, so you you still get to lay and tiles and build cities and strategize what goes where trying to get your best points and hopefully beat the automa but and it still plays like the, the normal game and that's pretty darn quick because you're just doing your normal thing basically um and then there's a full game that uses an automa deck in which that one you still have the same Two three decks. um i just use one deck and, and keep drawing cards from it oh okay but yeah i guess you could take two decks um it probably amounts to the same thing the you have two opponents, so you draw a card for your first opponent, and it's going to tell you, and it's going to have a hand of tiles just like everybody. Everybody will have a hand in tiles in the full mode. It will tell you how, which tile the Otoma decides to play into the, your shared city, and which tile decides to play into the the Otoma shared city. And then you're going to do draw another card for the other Otoma, do the same thing, and then you're going to play your tiles as you normally would. And so this one has more of a feel of the normal game in that everybody's making choices and building cities and you have three separate cities that you're trying to all build um, to maximum effect. Um, so so I like that you have these two different choices of how to play. That one tends to be a lot longer because you're now choosing for everybody and trying to figure out... You're not choosing for the for the automas because the, the card tells you which card to choose, but you have to figure out all the math of it because it's a lot of a lot about the score. The, the way they choose is usually pick whichever one scores the best. Ba- basically, yep, in, in a nutshell. And you know, the difference is in which order you do it, but but that's uh that's it. it still almost always came down to me about whichever one scores the most. I was always having to do math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what this game has. It's a lot more math. Um, but there you go. That's the solo and the two solo ways to play. What did you think about the gameplay solo? I enjoy it. I enjoy the process of building the cities and laying the tiles. I know you said it's not really the main thing about this game, but it's still fun. And so I I really enjoy building my cities. Um, 
I, f- I don't know which mode I prefer, if I prefer simple or full mode. I think I prefer simple because the full mode makes the game a little longer and, mm. and it requires doing a lot more math. Mm-hmm. The, the simple game, it's, it's just quicker. I'm just learning about the two cities and, and it, it really goes by fast. And so I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but I, in general, I find it fun either way. I think between the two, I definitely prefer the simple mode to the fun, full mode. I don't so much find the full mode very fun. And I think this was more just about what I was suggesting because then I'm having to optimize someone else's score that, you know, then I'm not really getting benefit from. Like I'm, I'm working very hard to play someone else's game. I almost feel like this violates the normal rules of the <laughs> automa, automa project. One of the normal things to the Automa project is like, you're not supposed to have to do a whole bunch of complicated math the other person's turn. It's supposed to all be abstracted away. It didn't get abstracted away. I have to spend a lot of time using the Automa in this game to be able to calculate what's the best for them. And I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not really a fan of the full mode. It doesn't, it doesn't do all that it should. I feel like I should be able to take turns quickly. Like compare it with the scythe Automa. That takes very little time. Like I don't have to calculate where it will want to go or what would be the best thing for it. Like it just goes in a direction or it does a search or whatever, whatever card pops up, it does that. And then for battles, it does whatever that is like, it's very quick and easy to do the other players turn and then I'm back in with the Otama. I have to calculate my whole one, see where I would want to put my things. And then I have to do it again for the Otama. Mm-hmm. Twice. <laughs> Twice. That's, that is true. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Now I, I will say that I find the simple mode much harder to win because the, the way the, the Otama scores its city is it just maximizes the points ever hit as if, it had done a perfect uh, placement of everything. Well, I mean, it does to the point have where, different where... difficulty modes. Yes, it does have different difficulty modes, but I'm, I haven't really played beyond the simple modes. So, oh, <laughs> so, apparently, I'm just really bad. And since I mean, it's already scoring a perfect game when you get, you're trying to play against an opponent that can score a perfect game, and since it's not even playing the tile, its perfect game may not actually be really possible if a person were trying to do it because it'll say, for example. Every blue tile scores its maximum number of points as if it was also next to a red tile. It's one of the ways you could score stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be a case that there's more blue than red, and therefore you can't actually do that. Right? There's, say, like five blue and one red. You would still score it as if each of those blues were next to a red, and that's not physically possible. Well, I mean, that so, is physically possible, but that's okay. Five blue next to one red? Oh, five ne- and only one red? Fine, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> so it it is possible that you're gonna you're gonna have an opponent that scores more than you could possibly score but you're not doing the same tiles anyway exactly and you are choosing which tiles to keep for yourself and which one to give to the ai so that helps but i mean i don't know i still found it really hard to score well in that game i have not beat that way i could beat it the other way so i guess that means am i in the mood to to play a quick game of laying tiles or do i want to win and if i want to win then i gotta do the the challenging game or the the long game I think this has to be like the the segment where you would want this as a solo game would be you want a quick tile placing game that happens to be about building cities because you lose a lot of the fun of what I view as being the multiplayer games for me. I find the interaction between different mm-hmm. players, the fact that you're building, you know, semi-cooperatively like that. I think that's a lot of the fun that comes in the multiplayer game and that doesn't 
and can't be replicated by an automa. And when that gets lost, like I'd rather play Caselion, for example. It's uh, it's another mm. tile playing game that's all about building a sort of a city, the, but it's you, got a whole different full mode. Yeah, when you play the full mode, you do you are passing the hand of tiles around, so you do have some control, right? You could choose to yeah. to take a tile or leave it. Like uh, for example, the Atoma a lot of times just takes the cities. Um, and so you could see what's coming up. You could you could game it to to hopefully have it play the tile you want to play. The same yeah, way you you're could. saying. So that does exist, but it's a lot more work. And it's not. It's a lot more math. It's not enjoyable for me. It's not. Yeah. It's not something I like doing. For me, I think that I I, I understand. I think what niche it's trying to slot into, and because that is a, such a different niche than the main game. I feel like there are other games that were designed for that niche where the entire game fits in that niche that I would prefer to play. Yeah. So so I mentioned that there's an expansion for this game, right? And you have not played the expansion, Julius? I have not played the expansion. Okay. This one is it's called Capitals. Between two cities, Capitals. And, and what this adds is a few different things. It adds a board that you're building onto. In the normal game, you're building a 4x4 four four city and you just start laying tiles anywhere you want. And the, the only requirement is that when you're done, it has to be four by four, four high and four wide. Um, in this one, with the expansion, you're not making it five by five, but you start with a board that's three by three. You have to start on the board, and then you got to expand from there so that you fill the board and two more in, in each direction, You know, two more up and down or two more left and right. And you could go all the left. You could have it centered. You could go all the right, whatever. Um, the board also has some of the spaces filled in already with just a uh, natural terrain features, so that you're you're there's spaces you just can't build into basically. So even though it's five by five, you're not going to place twenty five tiles total by the end. You play fewer number, um, probably I don't know nineteen or twenty. I'm not sure exactly. Um, so there's that. There's also districts that you score at the beginning of the game. You're gonna there's three districts, and you're gonna play two cards to each district. The cards are just the different uh, neighborhood type or building types, right? There's a residential, commercial, and so on. So basically what it's going to do, it's going to say at the end of the game, whoever has the most, say, residential plus factory region, the largest region that's comprised of those two types of buildings, will get the bonus points for this and so on. And since, since you're using cards and drawing them randomly every game, it's a little bit different what regions score. So it gives you incentive to, to figure out where you put your stuff um hopefully to get those extra points that way the third thing it adds is um civic buildings civic locations like library city hall uh elementary school middle school other things like that um and those score a little bit different they they all work the same way the each civic building will have two icons saying it, it wants to be next to these types of other neighborhood other other type of areas and a third one that it can't be next to. So I might say, you know, this building does really well next to parks and uh, businesses, you know, green and blue tiles. So you need to have it next to one of each. And if you do, you're going to score the maximum points of the tile, which is six. If you have it next to one, you'll only score three. If you don't have it next to anything, you score one. And also there's a negative uh, district that goes against it. And if it's next to that, to any, on any of the four sides, then that civic center scores one regardless of everything else. 
Um, so it's just another way to score, another way, again, to, to control where stuff comes out. And it works with the solo. It also has uh, Automa rules in the in the box for using this, this expansion. Um, the it's basically the same as the is the base game. The way it works is just you now have more to score. The my experience again. The, I tried both the simple and the full mode, and I really didn't like the full mode here. I didn't mind it so much in the base game. Here, I, I think I actively disliked it because it just made the game a lot longer. Because it's bigger and because there's more type of tiles, and so you spend a lot of time thinking. Now, the rules do say, you know, you do it without the civic buildings, and don't worry about them at first, because it'll, it'll make the game quicker and easier. But I went ahead and tried it with those anyway. And yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that. The... I think my favorite way is probably playing with the expansion, but in, in simple mode. Because I, I really enjoy using the board and building around the board. The feature map. Yeah, the feature map. Right. And there's I think there's seven different ones, and each one has a different layout. Yes. Uh, of which spaces are covered and which ones aren't. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't call this expansion uh, indispensable. I mean, especially for solo play, you could definitely go without it. But but I do think it adds fun. Or ooh, thirty five minutes. Are we ready for final thoughts, Julius? Go for it. Do you have? Do you want to gather your thoughts more first? I am ready when you are. My notes here. Um. In fact, I'll go first. Okay, so I. Okay, you go first. Um, no. From... Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> do it. I'll just sit here quietly. Oops. Anyway, for me, for my final thoughts, I think I've basically gone over it. In terms of how I think for the multiplayer game, I do enjoy from the multiplayer game, I think it brings a unique dynamic, this idea of being able to work cooperatively with the other players. But again, for the solo game, it just doesn't bring enough to the table for me to fill its niche and to make it worth the math that you have to do to put up with the other player's turns. It doesn't go smoothly and easily enough as a one-player game that I feel motivated enough to want to go through with the math to be able to build a city. I'd rather, if I want a game where I have to think about math, I'll play Suburbia solo. And if I want a tile-laying game that goes fast, I'll play Kiselion. So it just doesn't fill the niche, and so that, for me, just means that I can't really recommend it as a solo game, even though I do recommend it as a multiplayer game. I haven't played this game multiplayer too much. Mostly I've played it solo. I I enjoy it fine solo. Like I said, some, sometimes I'm more in the mood for the the full mode. Sometimes I'm moved for the simpler mode. I prefer the simpler mode. Um, and I think generally it's satisfying in, in games. I don't feel like I have anything else that, that would replace it for me. Even though I do have Castilian and like that, I think it's just it's very different. It's also very thinky. I, remember. I haven't played that in a while either. Um, but that's why I have Suburbia. <laughs> uh, I have not played Suburbia. I really should try that game. Um, I do. I like the expansion. I enjoyed it, but like I said, I don't think it's a uh, necessary to to enjoy this game in general. If you already like the game a lot, go for it and get the expansion. But I would not get the expansion hoping it changes the base game for you, makes it different. It just adds more ways to score, more ways to think. Well, I think that's a mixed set of opinions from the two of us today. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I would say so. Ooh, okay. <laughs> My darn cat is just trying to walk over the computer now. Man, he's such a pain. Well, before Albert's cat destroys the city over there, I think that's it for us. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yep, thank you. 
Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.